Uh, good morning. I am excited to be with you today. This is my second time being here, and the first time was fantastic, and Pastor Aaron didn't run me off, so I'm glad to be back with you again today. And uh, thank, you, uh, thank you guys for being faithful in your place, and uh, I get to be an outsider looking in at Hope. And I get to experience things from an outsider's perspective, but um, it makes me excited because one day I am hoping that the Lord will do the exact same thing that he has done here with Pastor Aaron, that he'll do the same thing with me. And so my hope is one day I will launch out and plant a church just like Hope, and that somewhere that uh, needs the gospel I'll be able to preach and do exactly what's happened here. I've been able to see this church grow, and I heard that you guys had a wonderful uh, friend day and uh, a high number on your friend day. So, man, I tell you what, uh, you guys be faithful, and I'm excited to be uh, just watching and seeing what the Lord's doing here. So uh, we're excited for that. Well, today, Pastor Aaron's out, and he asked me to come and fill in. I said, absolutely, I would be thrilled to. Um, I, I told you last time I felt honored because here at Hope Church, I was the very first guest preacher. And so I'm glad to be back with you guys again today. And hope you're ready to hear from God's word, and I'm looking forward to doing that. So let's open up our Bibles to Luke chapter number 5. Luke chapter number 5. If we haven't met yet, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I grew up in Lansing, Michigan, and uh, so I'm used to the cold. So me being here is uh, I, taken some getting used to. Uh, I've enjoyed uh, the cold weather, but I've enjoyed Florida more. I've enjoyed the weather that we've been able to experience here, and so the Lord uh, uh, took me to Bible college, and then out of Bible college, I worked at a youth camp for about eight years being a counselor and then being on staff, and outside of that, the Lord then turned my heart into church planting, and so I pursued church planting. I worked in a church as an assistant pastor, and then I moved down here, as Pastor Aaron just said. I'm doing an internship at River City with, under uh, Pastor Brian Sams. And so uh, after that is finished, when the Lord's timing is right, I'll launch out and plant a church just like this and have great people just like you. I'm sure the Lord will bless that way. So uh, after the service today, we'll hear from uh, Pastor Sam. So he's going to come and kind of address uh, the, the church here today. And so that's going to be an exciting time. But hopefully you're opened up to Luke chapter number five. We're going to start reading here. In something that I hope that will be a blessing to you, but also that will challenge you today. I know I love hearing from God's word and being encouraged, but at the same time, I want to be pushed. I want to be challenged. I want to grow in my faith, which is exactly what we're talking about today. So let's read a portion of scripture and hear what the Lord has for us. The Bible says in verse number one, Luke chapter five. So it was as the multitude pressed about him, that's Jesus, to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them, and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. God wants for you to grow your faith 
from where it is right now. No matter where your faith is right now, God wants to take you from where you're at and grow you into something much bigger than where your faith is now. That's what he was doing with Peter here. This is the very first time that Peter and Jesus meet. It's the very first interaction that they have. It's on this lake of Gennesaret where Peter is, has been fishing all night. And we'll find out as we read more of the passage that he has been fishing all night. He has been out working hard. If you've ever been out laboring in the sea, it's, it's tasking. And all of a sudden, the night's done and no fish. So they call it a night. They say, all right, boys, we're going to go back in. We're going to get our nets clean. We'll, we'll put it down. We'll grab some sleep. Maybe we'll try again tomorrow. Defeated. No, no proof of their efforts. They come home defeated. As we find here, Peter is washing his net out, uh, not near his boat. And Jesus goes to the boat and takes a seat and says, hey, I'm going to wait for this fisherman to come out. And I'm going to use this boat to do something for this multitude. And Peter has no idea what's coming. I'll tell you what, Peter was in a position to where God came to him and said, Peter, your faith is at a certain point. And your faith may be at one point today and may be different than the person next to you. Your faith in God needs to grow. And God is going to do that very thing as we see for Peter here today. If our faith is to grow, that we must be challenged. If you never were put into a position to stretch or challenge your faith, you would have no reason to grow your faith. If your faith was never pushed, if it was never challenged, then you would completely just stay on a plateau of faith, never growing and progressing as a Christian. Listen, God did not save you to be a mediocre Christian. God saved you to progress on a pattern that is upward in your faith and on a pattern that is going to lead you closer to him. And that is done through this object thing called faith. And so when he addresses Peter, he says, Peter, hey, listen, I want to take you where you're at and I want to stretch your faith. But here's the thing. God is going to address three questions to Peter. And it's going to be three questions to us today. Three questions that can grow our faith. So let's like take a look at number one here today. Number one, are you willing to trust me in what I ask? This was Jesus speaking to Peter. Peter, are you willing to trust me in what I ask? We see this in the first three verses. You can look again with me at the passage. It says, so it was in the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out from them. And we're washing their nets. And he got one of the boats, and, which was Simon's, and asked him to put a little out from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. The story picks up with Jesus already in the middle of speaking to a multitude. Can I tell you that God is already doing something in your life right now? It's already happening. God has a bigger picture that he is trying to accomplish, and all of a sudden, he steps into Peter's life. Can I make it real literal? He steps into Peter's boat and says, hey, I want to accomplish something that is much bigger than the little life of Peter. I want to accomplish something for the kingdom. And too often, church, too often we can get caught and wrapped up in the idea of our life becomes as big as life is. 
Do you hear what I'm saying? That my life and my situations and my problems and my issues and maybe my relationships and maybe the people that I touch, but outside of that, that bubble, life is not really important. And all of a sudden, when we find ourselves in this, this thinking of my life is the most important thing around me, we miss the bigger picture. And Jesus comes and says, hey, I'm speaking to a multitude. I'm preaching the gospel. But Peter, I want to use you. Church, can I say today, God is trying to accomplish something bigger and is going to use this church to do so? The gospel is much bigger than hope. The gospel is much bigger than your life. The gospel is much bigger than just your family. But God does this, and it's an amazing, it's a privilege. God says, I'm going to use these individuals to help accomplish the bigger goal. And as Jesus is speaking to the multitude, he says, I need something. I have something that I need. I need to speak to them in a better, more clear manner. And I can do that by if I launch out onto the boat, the water then provides acoustics to be able to reach and, and the sound will now reach people. And so if I launch out into a boat, I'll be able to better accomplish the bigger picture. And he needs Peter's boat to do so. So he steps in Peter's boat as Peter is out washing his nets. And Peter comes back. And a conversation ensues. Jesus looks at Peter. You can see it here. It says in, uh, in verse number three, And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to pull out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. Now as we're looking at this first question, Jesus is addressing Peter Peter, will you, are you willing to follow me in what I ask? But just take a moment and think about Peter's situation. Peter had just been on a full night of fishing. That's when they would fish, is at night. The catch was better, the area. And so when they would go and fish, they would fish all night. And he was at the end of his work day. You ever been there? Work 8, 10 hours, 12 hours sometimes. And you're at the end of your work day, you want to get off your feet, and you just say, man, I'm done. I want something to eat, I want a shower, and I want my bed. I can tell you what, I've been there many times. This is where Peter's at. Hey, I'm done. I'm going to be responsible, I'm going to go wash my nets, but then I'm going home. And, G and Jesus comes and says, hey, Peter, I know you've been, you've been working, but I'm going to ask something of you. Christian, as we get, as we get in the bubble of life, Jesus is going to come and interrupt and ask something of us. I don't know what that is going to be. It may be Jesus comes and says, hey, I want you to be a little bit more faithful to church. It may be that God says, hey, I want you to be a little more faithful in your giving. Hey, maybe I want you to be a little bit more faithful in your Bible reading. In our life, we have just been... We just finished our hours of work and we're tired and we want to go home and we want to kind of continue this routine. But Jesus says, I'm going to step in here. I'm going to ask something of you. Now, what do you think Peter thought? I was, I just, I was about to go home. My, my food is probably ready. My food is probably hot. And my bed is definitely waiting for me. And now I got to wait through this entire sermon. But I want you to see something. Peter Peter obeyed in a small act of faith. 
Did it take something amazing for Peter to say, oh man, I'm going to have to ruin my whole life to launch out into the water a little bit? No, but it was a step of faith. And listen, God is going to take you in steps of faith. Steps of faith. I remember being very nervous coming out of high school. I thought, oh no. When I go to college one day, I am going to be overrun with papers and research and books and tests and all these college classes. And someone came to me and I realized, hey, just like you grew up from first grade, you made it to 12th grade, you got there in steps. That same thing is going to happen in college. They're going to take you and they're going to walk through steps with you and help you get to, listen, the end picture. That's exactly what God wants to do for you. He starts with a small step of faith for Peter. And can I tell you this? There is a step of faith that every single one of us has to start with. It's called faith in Christ. God has given you the gospel in the form of his word. He's he's come. The gospel is this, that he came to earth because he loved you. He died on a cross to pay for your sins. And with his shed blood... He died, was buried, and rose again. And he, that provides the gift of salvation. And you say, well, how do I get this gift? This gift is free to everyone. But some choose to accept and some choose to reject. The first step of faith of any Christian, the first step you have to take is putting your faith in Jesus Christ, saying, Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins because I'm a sinner. I believe that you shed your blood, you died, was buried, and rose again, and you providing a gift of salvation to me, and I believe you, and I believe that you are the only answer to my sin. That is putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And friend, you will never start taking steps until you take that first one. Trusting in Jesus Christ. Peter takes his first step here of faith, obeying Christ, and a small thing launching out into the deep. And maybe God is asking you today, are you willing to trust me and what I ask? It could be something big, it could be something small, but are you willing to trust me in what I ask? And what that is is saying, God, I may not see it all, I may not understand, I may be tired, I may have a lot going on in my life, but if you want me to be more faithful to church, then I'm going to do it. If you want me to give more, if you want me to start tithing, if you want me to start giving to missions, God, I'm going to do it. God, if you want me to start witnessing to my friends and family around me, if you want me to start inviting, God, that seems like a huge step and, and it, it kind of messes up my life and I want to go home and I want to go to sleep and I want to I take a, 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 a nap. But God, I am willing to trust you in what you ask. This is the very first step of Peter in his growing of faith. Peter obeys in this small task. So he asked him, are you willing to trust me in what I ask? But look at number two. This is amazing. Are you willing to trust me in what I promise? Are you willing to trust me in what I promise? Look at verse number four. We'll read a couple verses here. It says, when he had stopped speaking, so the sermon, the message is over. He turns his attention now. He says, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch oh boy what do you think is going through Peter's mind now what do you think Peter is thinking 
God, I wanted to go home. I was done fishing. We didn't catch anything. I was kind of uh, discouraged, and I just I thought I was heading home, but now you asked me to come out, and we launched out a little bit, and you, you spoke to these people through a whole message, and now I'm like, okay, finally I get to go back, and now all of a sudden Jesus says, wait, wait, wait. Will you go a little bit further? Will you launch out, Peter, now into the deep and do the same thing you just got done doing? Peter, will you go out and go fishing with me again? Well, we don't have to wonder what Peter's response is. He tells us. Look at the next verse. This is awesome. In verse number five. But Peter answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Peter is challenged yet again. Very quickly after his first step comes his next step. Peter, will you launch out? Yeah, I can do that. Peter, I know you want to go home. Peter, I know you're tired, but will you launch out into the deep now and go fishing? God, we've, we've tried that. We did a whole night, and guess what we got? A big fat zero. And you want me to go do it again? I'm done. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe some other time. Maybe this weekend. Peter, are you going to trust me in what I ask? And Peter, are you going to trust me in what I promise? Because let's look at what Jesus promises Peter here. Look at the next verse. It says, verse number six, And when they had done this, when they let down the net, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Can you imagine what went through Peter's mind when all of a sudden he says, God, we've been fishing all night, haven't caught a single thing, not even a shrimp. We're done. Well, let's go fishing one more time. All right. Peter's probably thinking in the back of his head, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm a fisherman. I just did this. He says, okay. And he tosses out the net, and they pull the net in, and the net, the Bible says, is so full that it starts to break as they start to pull it up on board. They can't even pull it up on board. They say, hey, hey. They call another boat over. We need your help. We can't even get these fish out of the water. There's so many. The net is breaking. They're calling people to help. God says, Peter, will you trust me? And what I promised, because the promise of Jesus was not that, hey, you might catch something. Look at what the promise back in verse number four. He says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. I promise you, Peter, if you obey me, you will have a catch. Listen, God is faithful to you, and he's asking you to grow your faith in him. God, I can take this little step, but... You're asking a lot of me. You're asking me to go out and go fish again. I don't know. God promises blessing for faithfulness. Now you say, well, well, Brother Levi, if I, if I give so much money, is he just going to send a check in the mail? I don't know how God's going to bless you, but he says he does. He may bless you with your spirit. He may bless your conscience. He may bless you in ways that you can't imagine. But here's what he says. Are you willing to trust me for what I promise? When you can't see the end, when you don't know what the outcome's going to be, 
When you don't see how it's going to work. Listen, Peter, Peter had his own mind. He was own, his own thinking. I know I've done this. I know it's ridiculous. And he starts to reason with God. This is why it can't work. This is why it won't work. This is why it's not a ridiculous thing to ask of me. Have you ever done that before? God, I know you want me to do this, but this is why I can't. I just went through and I just figured out all the numbers of my finances and it doesn't work. I just went through and I just, I just talked to that person, that family member, that friend, and our relationship is broken. And I don't see how you want me to go and, and forgive. And I just don't see how it'll work out. And if I forgive, I just don't see it playing out to work. Listen, God, I know you want me to do this, but it's, I don't see it working out in the end. Well, Peter didn't see himself catching a boatload of fish, literally, but it happened. Peter, can you trust me for what I promise? Can you trust me for what I promise? This was the second question that was asked to Peter. Can you believe me for the outcome? I want you to see something in this, um, in this passage that is a little bit heartbreaking. You say, go on, Peter. You, you trusted to launch out into the deep. Go on, Peter. You trusted to, to let down your net. Go on, Peter. But I want you to see something that I don't want you to make the same mistake that Peter did. Now, mind you, I'm using Peter and Simon's the same person. I'm using his name uh, interchangeably. I want you to see something that Peter made a mistake on. Look back in your Bible with me. Verse number four. Jesus speaks and says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. That is a plural word. Peter, let down your nets for a catch. But let's go on to see what Peter's response is. He goes down in verse number, verse number five. He says, Master, we have toiled all the night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Singular. Let me ask you a question. Had Peter obeyed God and let down the nets, would he have gotten more? God wants you to grow your faith. Peter's faith was growing. God, I'll launch out. God, I'll let down at least one net. God, I'll, I'll, I'll obey you, and I'm, I'm just not there yet, God. Listen, faith grows, trusting God grows. Listen, as you become a Christian that grows your faith and allows God to challenge you and trust God and look back and see God being faithful, your faith will grow. Peter, unfortunately, took a hesitancy in his faith and said, I'll let down one net. Can you imagine if he let down two or three? How many boats would he have had to call? How many fish would he have gathered out of the faith of trusting what God had promised? Listen, when God gives you an area, a spot, a task to trust him in, here's what it looks like. God, I don't see how it's going to work out. I don't see the result. I don't know. In my mind, it's not going to work, but I'm going to take a step of faith. God, you want me to do something bigger? You want me to do something better? God, I don't see how that's going to work out at all. I don't see how it's going to play out in the end. And it doesn't make sense to me, but I'm going to take a step of faith. And all of a sudden, as you take steps of faith, you grow as a Christian. And now, all of a sudden, when God has something huge of you that is beyond comprehension, you stop for a second and you turn around and you look back and you say, wow. And that little thing, God was faithful. 
And the next thing, God was faithful. And the next thing, God was faithful. And he has come through every single time that he has asked me to step out and trust him. He has come through and he has provided. And he's given me a boatload of fish. And so this big thing now, I can trust him for this because he has been faithful and has never failed me in the end. That's exactly where Peter is going to end up at the end of the New Testament. It's an amazing story of the growth of a Christian. But Peter only let down one net. Christian, can I encourage you? Just trust God. When he tells and he instructs from his word and how we are to change ourselves, how we're to change our thinking, how we're to actively get involved, how we're to actively start and be a part of something that's the local church, just trust him. Don't let out one net. Well, I'll give a little bit. Well, I'll, I'll attend on Sundays and maybe once a month. Maybe I, I might witness to my friends, maybe one friend. Listen, friend, trust God for what he promises. There's a blessing, there's a catch to be had, and you can be a part of it. That's the growth process, and that's what God wants to do for you in your life. It's an amazing, amazing journey, even when you can't see what's on the other side. There's an animal called the African impala. This African impala can jump to the height of over 10 feet. That's pretty tall. He can cover a distance of greater than 30 feet in his jump. That's amazing. Yet this magnificent creature can be kept in an enclosure at any zoo with a three-foot wall. The animal will not jump out if he cannot see where his feet will land. Faith is the ability to trust God when you can't see what the result's going to be. Trusting God for what he promises, that's where God wants to grow your faith. This impala can jump for 10 feet and 30 feet, but with a three-foot wall, he's enclosed. Don't be an impala. Say, God, I don't see, but I'm going to jump. God, I don't see how it's going to work, but I'm going to let down the nets. And your faith will grow. Number one, are you willing to trust me in what I ask? Number two, are you willing to trust me in what I promise? But number three, are you willing to trust me in where I lead? Verse number eight, as we continue on in this passage, verse number eight says this, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish, which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid, but from now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. God is going to ask you to trust him. And he's going to ask if you're willing to trust him and where he leads. Now, if you were to ask somebody, hey, when does faith find its end? When does faith end? The common answer would be this. Faith ends with sight. One day, I trust God that because I put my faith in him, I've taken that first step of faith, I have trusted God to forgive me of my sins and to trust that he will take me to heaven when I die. I am trusting that he will keep up on his end of the deal. That's faith. So when I get to heaven, I will see God was faithful. And when I see 
my sight will no longer be faith. I trusted God when I couldn't see it, but faith ends at sight. And this is exactly where Peter finds himself. Look in verse number 8. It says that when Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, O Lord. When Peter saw that God was faithful, can I put it this way, in his end of the deal, he said, I can trust him. If he can do this, I can trust him for anything. If he can provide something that I could never do, if he could give a result that I was trying, trying, and trying, and trying for so long, if he can do that, then I can trust him for anything. And maybe, Christian, you have been trying and trying and trying for so long to find peace, for trying for so long to find a sense of calm, to find a sense of family, to find a sense of, of, of rightness. And you say, I've been trying on my own. And I can't mend this relationship, and I can't do this, and I can't do that. All of a sudden, you need to come to God and say, God, I can't, but you can. And he comes, and he sees God provide the fish. And his perspective of God and his trust in God completely changes. See, to Peter, this was just a, a prophet, a teacher, who had come to get on his boat. And he was respectful. He was kind. Sure, I'll take you out. Sure, we'll go out fishing, even though I don't want to. I don't really trust you um, that we're going to have a catch, but I'll let down one net. And all of a sudden, when God came through, when God showed his faithfulness, in a moment, his perspective changed. God, you are holy. God, you are righteous. God, you can do anything. God, you are far above my abilities, my capabilities. And God, I can trust you for anything. And his perspective changed. He looked at God and says, God, you are holy. And God, I am a sinner. When God reveals himself, can I tell you what happens? As we get put in our proper place and he gets put in his you say, Brother Levi, what, what do you mean by that? Well, all of a sudden, exactly what happened here with Peter, he says, wait, 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 I, I thought I was able to do something. I thought I was a good fisherman. I thought I was good at this thing called, called life. And all of a sudden, I realized that, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not who I'm, uh, I should be. God can do everything. God can do anything. And he said, no, I actually am a sinful person. He gets put down in his place because often we like to puff ourselves up. We like to think that we, we can make something of this life. And if we just grind hard enough and we just work hard enough that we can make life happen and we can make it easy and we can make it work out and we can make things fit together. And Peter says, no, 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 no. I actually am a sinful man. I'm not worthy. I'm not able. I'm not capable. He says, I'm down here and God, you're up there. His perspective of God changed when he saw God be faithful. And your perspective will change when you see God be faithful in your life. You know what it takes? Stepping out in faith. Trusting God in what he asks. Trusting God in what he promises. And trusting God where he leads. Because Peter was not done with just catching fish. God was not done with Peter with just a boatload of fish. It's like, glad, glad your faith grew, Peter. See you later. And God's not done with you either. You may, you may have been a Christian for your entire life. You may have just trusted Christ yesterday. It doesn't matter. God is not done with you. He wants to take you on a journey that will last the rest of your life in an upward progression of growing faith. 
God was not done with Peter. And he's going to tell him how in just a minute. Let's look and see what God now takes the next step of, of Peter's growing faith and does with it. As Peter says, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Verse number 9 says, for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And verse number 10 is, is very particular. Here's what it says. And also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Okay, so here's the picture. We find out that there is James, or James and John who were partners, probably the other boat that came to help. And Peter's on this boat with Jesus. We'll find out later that Peter's on the boat with somebody else. And as this, this takes place, Peter's faith influences a handful of other people. James, John. I want you to take you to a passage and look with me, if you would, just for a second. Go to Matthew chapter number, chapter number 4. Matthew chapter number 4. We're going to see another account of this very same story from a different perspective. This very same story that we've been talking about all morning, we're going to see another account. Verse number 18, Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. It says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother a family member. It says this, casting a net into the sea, there's the singular net again, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, listen to this, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee's, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Let me paint this picture for you. So as Jesus tests Peter's faith, they get the net. Their net is what? Breaking as they pull it in. He calls two other people. James, John, come help James and John come help. Their nets are breaking. So here's what happens. Now, all of a sudden, they get back to shore. Jesus looks at Peter and says, Peter, I want you to follow me. And Peter's influence of his faith reaches out to his family and to friends. James and John were friends. And because they saw Peter trusts God. They saw what God did through Peter. Their faith was strengthened to what point? To the point to where when Jesus looks at them and says, hey, I want you to follow me, they say, absolutely. Peter went through those steps of faith and got all the way to the fish, but all uh, Peter or all James and uh, John saw was the fish. And they said, because Peter trusted you, you did that through Peter, I'm all in. I'm all in. And because of his faith, now, Andrew, James, and John are trusting in Christ. And can I tell you this? Your faith in Christ influences people far outside of what you think. Your family, your friends, and when you take that step of faith, you can influence people beyond what you think. It's an amazing, amazing ability that you have when you trust God in faith. These people were growing from Peter's faith. And Peter was trusting God, but he was not done with them. Let's go back to our passage here in uh, Luke chapter number 5. 
And look at the next verse. It says, in verse number 9, we'll pick up in verse 9. It says, For, for he and all who were with him astonished at the catch of fish, which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. This was the next step for Peter. Peter, you've been taking steps this whole time. You've launched out. You've let down your net. And I'm going to ask something big. And I told you just a minute ago, as you take those small steps of faith, you say, God, I don't see the outcome, but I'm going to trust you. God, I don't see this outcome, but I'm going to trust you. God, you've asked something bigger of me now. Can I trust you? And you look back and say, yep, he was faithful there when I didn't know. He was faithful there when I couldn't see. And I trust him even though I don't see how it's going to happen. I don't see how it's going to play out. I can trust him because he's been faithful every time. He looks at Peter and says, I want more than you just to be a fisherman. I want more than you just to trust me for catching fish. I want you now to take a big step and come with me and catch men. And Christian, let me ask you, are you to that point today? Is God asking something big of you? And you can look around and say, God has been faithful there and there and there. I have no reason to not trust him. Well, let's take a look at Peter's response, this last part of the verse here. Here's what he says. He says, So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Man, I hope that every single one of us are at that point today. Where if God asked you to lay it all down and to follow him, that he would. You say, Brother Levi, I don't know that God's really doing that today. Is he, would he really ask me to step, step away from everything? Maybe. Is he still calling missionaries today to other parts of the world? Is he still calling people to, to plant and pastor churches? Absolutely. Is he still calling people to teach Sunday school classes? Absolutely. Is he still, listen, is he still calling people to work in the nursery? Absolutely. And God may be looking at you and say, hey, this is the next step of faith for you. And although you don't see how it's going to work out with your time, with your finances, with your relationships, with your family, although you can't see it, I'm asking you to do something and trust me for the outcome. Will you trust me where I'm leading? I think that's the question that's presented to you today. Every single one of us are growing. Every single one of us, God wants to see progress, and he's trying to work that in your life today. I think of a story of a small tourist group that was visiting a picturesque village. And as they were touring this village, um, one old man walked by, and ask another man, he says, hey, kind of a, in a smug way, patronizing way, he says, hey, were any great men born in this tribe? Thinking that the man would say in a humble way, no, I mean, we're just, we're just a small tribe, we're, we're kind of nobodies. But as he patronized this man, he sat there against the wall and didn't look up. He says, no, no great men were born here, only babies. That's true, isn't it? God is taking you from where you're at, and he wants to grow you into becoming something great. You say, I'm not there yet. That's okay. We all started as babies. But he wants to take you and make you fishers of men. I hope that you're ready for that today. I hope you're ready and willing to let God take you 
and make you something great. Are you willing to trust him in what he asks and what he promises and where he leads?